Blog Talk Radio. show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear a heart's apart. On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're here to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 453 or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. <clears throat> also, for those who may want to see the video version of reconnect my heart, you can go to reconnect my heart podcast.com. You will see the video version. Also, before I forget, for those who may be on some uh, podcast platforms, you can just type in reconnect my heart podcast and you will see us there. I want to thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in and thank you, thank you, thank you for um, your love and your support. Let's go into the today's topic. 
Are you ready to detach yourself from former lovers, ex-lovers, or even toxic friendships or toxic relationships? Now, when I say relationship, that does not just include those pertaining to those you may have dated. Sometimes we find ourselves emotionally attached to folks and it makes it even harder to let them go. Know that God is concerned about you and wants you and wants to help break those chains that seem unbreakable. So on today's show, we'll talk about identifying and removing unhealthy folks or unhealthy um, uh, relationships within your circle, prevent any reentry, and much more in the episode called Breaking Soul Ties and Strong Ties. Breaking Soul Ties and Strong, excuse me, Breaking Soul Ties and Strong Ties. Untying the ties once and for all. You know, this is really one of those conversations that we really have to have, and sometimes we avoid these kind of conversations. And for those that always talk about this platform, we like to be able to just talk about real-life issues, and that's what God is concerned about. One of the things I always, the scriptures always catch my attention, I, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. And that word life talk about eternal life. But godliness meaning godly living, living here on earth. And so understand that God is concerned about every aspect of our life, and he wants us to be able to depend upon him to help us in whatever situation that we may be facing. So talking about soul ties and strong ties. Now, first, I'm just going to give this disclaimer. I'm going to be speaking about some things, so uh, I'm going to say it in a way where Number one, it is respectful, but also just being honest and transparent. The also, the other thing is talk about soul ties, and I want to just kind of differentiate between the two where I'm coming from. Soul ties, speaking about those that we may be in a relationship with, and that relationship could be dating or somebody you may have desired. Strong ties is more so talking about friendship within sometimes family or those that you may not have dated, but those unhealthy relationships that you might have been uh, friends with. So that's the one. Just give that disclaimer. Now, first, let's talk about soul ties. Soul ties is a strong spiritual and emotional connection you have with someone, especially after an int- uh, being intimate with them. Now, intimacy could be sexual or non-sexual. So let's understand that intimacy is sexual, but also it's non-sexual. So you can you can have an intimate relationship with someone that you may have trust, but that doesn't mean that you've had sex with them. So I just wanted to make sure that we differentiate that for us to understand. There are some people that we have a strong relationship with that we were not sexual with. So intimacy is sexual, but also it is non-sexual. Also, it's two two ties or two souls together in the spiritual realm. Also, soul ties is a spiritual link between two people. It is 
an intense connection that binds them together physically, mentally, and spiritually. But also in the Bible, the Bible does not say the word soul ties, but instead it says souls being knitted together or knit together. Soul ties form through close, intimate relationships. When two people bond in body, mind, and spirit, a soul tie is created. Vows, promises, and commitments can also create soul ties between two people. Soul ties can also, like I said, be uh, made physically, emotionally, spiritually, or even socially. And there are four types of soul ties that you might experience in your life. Before I forget. Now, there are some people that we may have a soul tie for those who may be married and you uh, need, it, need it with your significant other, with your wife, or with your husband. That's fine and dandy. But what we're talking about, we're talking about unhealthy soul ties and unhealthy strong ties. So I do want to give that disclaimer. Now, some romantic and some are platonic. Through physical soul ties between romantic partners are most common. Physical soul ties are formed during sexual intercourse. When you have sex with someone, you release you release a hormone called ox, oxytocin. Oxytocin also known as the bonding hormone, which links you and your partner. That also is the act of a chemical messenger in your brain and has an important role in human behavior and social interaction with people. That includes sexual arousal. It includes recognition, trust, Romantic attraction, romantic attachment. Also, it is a bonding between a parent and an infant. When a mother is nursing, those hormones are released. Also, think about this. Why is it called the love drug? Oxytocin is associated with trust. Like I said, sexual arousal, relationship Building is sometimes referred to as the love hormone or cuddle chemical. Oxytocin levels also increase when you're hugging someone or when you're experiencing an orgasm. Now, another one is an emotional soul tie. An emotional soul tie between two people with common feelings including love. These relationships can be platonic. They can also form when you share a strong emotional experience with someone. Think about something like tragedy. Think about something pertaining to like, um, especially those that I've known that work with me. We have had experience pertaining to uh, being in riots and uh, being in altercations together or even celebration together or even sometimes, matter of fact, um, years ago when I had when I had lost my sister, uh, come to find out my coworker that worked right beside me on the next shift, he lost his sister the same day. So 
we always acknowledged each other, and it it brought us even closer because I understood his pain as well as he understood my pain. So uh, that's something also that we have to look at. But also, I mentioned physical soul ties, emotional soul ties. Let's look at spiritual soul ties. Spiritual soul ties form when you connect with someone on a high level spiritually and and experience spiritual intimacy. Social soul ties are more common between peers, between friends and colleagues. They form when you develop close relationships with people within your community. Soul tie, get this, soul ties can also be one-sided. Have you ever liked someone and you just felt drawn to them but come to find out that feelings were not mutual? You know, so we have to look at those soul ties can also, like I said, be one-sided. And sometimes that person, when they got their host up, they felt like, oh, yeah, I can go forward. Or that person, I think that person liked me. And come to find out when you try to pursue and take it to the next level and you find out that the feelings weren't mutual and now you're like devastated. You felt like your whole world crashed. So that's something for us to look at, too, because, like I said, soul ties depend upon the individual. Like I said, now, it could be where it's two people together, but like I said, also, soul ties can be where one has more interest and the other one does not. Soul ties between married couples draw them closer together like a magnet, while soul ties between fornicators can draw a beaten or an abused woman to a man, which is a natural realm she feels but hates and runs from it. But instead, she runs to him even though he doesn't love her and treats her like dirt. In other words, a demonic world, an unholy soul tide can be what? A bridge between two people to pass demonic garbage through them. So understanding, when we look at soul ties first, and I want to kind of speak first on the uh, intimate physical intimacy pertaining to those who may be lovers and it could be past lovers and stuff. Sometimes what happens when we deal with such a thing, sometimes we allow ourselves to get ourselves worked up. And instead of us having a healthy relationship where we try to connect with them to understand them without sex, oftentimes what happens includes sex and it distorts everything. Sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we physically intimate with someone we don't even know. And also what we realize, the word intimacy or intercourse, intercourse, you're entering the course, the spiritual world or the spiritual course within that person or with that person, especially within the spiritual realm. So understand, first of all, sex is more than a physical component. Sex is a spiritual thing and just because you have sex with them that is not guaranteeing y'all gonna be close to always oh, everything gonna be hunky-dory no 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 first of all not everybody should be involved with you on that level understand this not everybody is qualified 
And that's something we have to understand. Unfortunately, so many people, they have used sex as just like, you know, just like poker chips, just passing out. Well, you know, we just friends with benefits. No, that's reducing your value. Let's say it like this. They will not respect you the way that you deserve to be respected. But most importantly, they will not respect you the way God intends for you to be respected. So first and foremost, don't be so quick to jump into bed. So I just have to say that disclaimer. But looking at soul ties, let's look at how soul ties are formed. First, let's look at it from the spiritual relations. Godly soul ties are formed when a couple are married. Let's look at Ephesians three, excuse me, Ephesians five and thirty-one. For this cause shall a man leave his mother and father, father and mother, and shall be joined into his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the holy soul ties between a husband and wife that God intended him to have is unbreakable by man. Looking at Mark 10, 7-9. However, when a person has an ungodly sexual relations with another person, an ungodly soul tie is formed. Look at 1 Corinthians 6 and 16. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two says he shall be one flesh. This soul tie fragments the soul and is destructive. People who have many past relationships find it very difficult to bond or to be joined to somebody else or to another body because of their soul is, look, fragmented. Also, going down, a close relationship, a close relationship. Now, you can look at this as a, quote, unquote, not a sexual, but a stronghold, a stronghold, a strong ties. King David and Jonathan. Now, oftentimes, there are some people that may have said this verse, and they try to, quote, unquote, validate, oh, well, that's, they had a homosexual relationship. No, they did not. They had what we would call we're uh, brothers. Uh, if you want to say we're twin brothers or we're brothers of a different mother, they would say stuff like that. They, so looking at just because they were close, does that mean that they had a sexual relationship? No, they did not. King David and Jonathan had a soul tie as a result of a good relationship. In other words, there was, the, there was a trust that was there. There was a bond. And for those that, if we don't understand this, this is most important. You have to look at a relationship with someone is built upon trust. Built upon trust. And that's what they had. They had trust. First Samuel 18 and 1 says, and it came to pass that when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was needed with the soul of David. In other words, they were like joined to the hip. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. 
But that's a healthy that's a healthy friendship. But a bad soul tie can form from a bad relationship as well. Idolizing somebody can cause a bad soul tie. Sometimes we put people on a high pedestal beyond God. Sometimes we place of God. And matter of fact, I'm going to say it like this. This is something that really caught my attention. What God showed me oftentimes when we, let's just say for those couples who might have been married, sometimes we heard people say, oh, that person got a work husband. That person got a work husband. In other words, they got a husband at home, but they have someone that they are close to, that they find themselves more drawn to at work. And sometimes that can cause infidelity. And the infidelity does not have to be physical. It can be emotional. Now, what God showed me that oftentimes, not only do people have a, a work husband, but there are some people have a church husband. Hmm. What do I mean? They can put a pastor or a minister on a high pedestal and don't don't give their husband the same respect or treatment that they give that person that's at the church. They'll break their neck to give the pastor a cup of water. But if their husband asks for a sandwich, you get it yourself. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Mm, let's examine that. So understand that you have to make sure that you examine everything to make sure you don't put anybody above God, but also making sure that you have a healthy relationship and a healthy respect for that person. So in other words, if you got a whole husband at home, that's your ministry. You don't treat someone better than you treat your husband and vice versa. There are some guys, I flipped the script. There are some guys, they speak highly about Sister Fairfax at the church. Oh, she's an anointed singer. Oh, she speaks well and everything. She'll, you know, you'll hurry up and fix her flat, but you don't even wash your wife's car at the house. So it can go both ways. A, a, a work husband, a church husband, a church wife, a work wife. Either way. So like I said, we're not we're not speaking about the gender. We got to look at what are you doing and making sure that you don't put someone in a unhealthy relationship. You don't idolize the individual. Also, I've heard, too, that you can create a soul tie with a rock group by becoming obsessed with their music, which explains the strong pull towards certain music, certain music style that seems irresistible. So now the other part is being able to look at, I spoke about the emotional, the physical, but also being careful in who you give your allegiance to, who you make a commitment with. That also pertains to vows, agreements, and pledges, pledges. Now, I'll be honest with you. Many people, if you really look at it, they let you know who they pledge allegiance to. And, of course, 
we in America, you know, we pledge allegiance to the flag. We, we say all these things. We grew up saying these things. But also, there are some people in certain groups where every time you see them, they show you who they represent and what they represent. And if you think about it, we show who we give allegiance to or what group we give allegiance to more than us telling people who we belong to, God. You know, you see people, they'll be so quick. They'll let people know what fraternity or what sorority that they're in. But you think about it. If you have to choose between being a servant of God and showing a fraternity or sorority, if you had to choose one, which one would you show people who you belong to? Something to think about. It's reality. And so sometimes what happens is when we begin to start showing people who we're giving our allegiance to, it's actually showing people in any opportunity. We're showing people who we are affiliated with, who we are associated with. Now, let's look at what does an unhealthy soul tie looks like. An unhealthy soul tie looks like this. When you feel that you can't live without that particular person, you can't live without that person. Matter of fact, I'm going to say this. I saw this story. I don't, I don't remember where I saw it at, but I remember seeing a video, and there was this woman who had this man break up with her. He, I guess, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was cheating on her and everything. He eventually left her alone. But you know what she did? She got a tattoo of his name on her behind. And she said, no matter who I'm with, it's going to always belong to him. And if anything happened where he come back, I'm automatically going back with him. Because no matter who I'm with, if he come back, I'm breaking it off and going back with him. And it showed years later that's exactly what she did. Even though he went on with his life, she was with, but she was seizing the opportunity to get him back. She was upset. That that is so obsessive. I mean, if you really think about it, is that healthy? Think about this person being with someone as a plan B, waiting on the plan A. So that's why, I'm going to say this on the sidebar, that's why it's so important for us to make sure when we deep, when we deal with someone, when we interested in someone, if we date someone, make sure that they are wholeheartedly available. If someone, well, well, when I hear that well, I'm like, you know, well, be gone. Mm-mm. No, because when it comes down to a relationship, you want the whole person. So if you think about it, if if we're supposed to be servants of Jesus Christ and we're supposed to be saved, you think about, does he want all of you? No. Let me see. Does he want part of you? No. He wants all of you. But also, if you're in a relationship with someone that you, you want God to bless, how can God bless a half of a relationship or a half of a person in a relationship? You know, so like I said, it's best for us to do our homework, make sure that person is right, make sure the person is ready. And if they ain't ready, then you know what? Hey, that lets you know that that's not the right person for you. So 
So, but making sure that, uh, like I said, when you feel that you can't live without them, also, when you feel that they are only for you, when you are the only person or they are the only person for you, when you begin to start controlling, when you begin to try to manipulate and have them at your every beck and call. Hmm. Matter of fact, there are some people, when they get into a relationship with someone, they will isolate that person from their family, from their friends. Everything that became their quote-unquote identity, that person will rob them from it. Matter of fact, thank the Lord, I just thought about something. I forgot to bring this up. Now, spoke about soul ties. I spoke about soul ties, but I forgot I left this part out. What is a soul? I spoke about soul ties. Now, what is a soul? The soul is the seat of your emotion, your your thought process. It talks about everything pertaining to you, the way you think, the way you put your reasoning, all these things. That is your soul. Now, first, man is made in three components, body, soul, and spirit. Body, soul, and spirit. We have a, we are a physical being, and we have a soul and a spirit. We're the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time. We have a physical being. We have a physical body for this physical world, but also we are in a spiritual realm. One of the analogies I always say, have you ever gotten ready to go somewhere and you got this eerie feeling like something ain't right? Mm, I don't know if I need to go over there or not. And then later on you say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and go. And you go over there and it was exactly the way you felt before you physically made it there. Because your your spiritual man connected with the spirit that was in that atmosphere before you physically made it there. So understand when we are having intercourse or yeah, yeah, intercourse with someone, we're entering to the course of the spiritual realm. So understand when you see someone, okay, they may be fine, they may be handsome, or she may have a but donkey donk, all that stuff, but that's not all of her or that's not all of him. You got to understand what type of spirit that the person has because spirits are real and spirits exchange. One of the things I always say, especially when it came down to uh, when they were talking about safe sex and everything, you have to look at every person that that person been with and every person that that person person been with. Yeah, that's on a physical being, but even the same thing pertaining to the spiritual being. Because whatever spirit that that person been entertaining, those people that they've entertained that they've been with, and you gotta look at who that who they've entertained that they've been with, and all that it's it's like a cycle. So that's why it's so important to have the spiritual lens for you to be able to recognize. First of all, is this person right? Is this person? equally yoked with me, but also pertaining to the timing. And like I said, it's not just the physical part, but it's also the emotional part. Because 
not just you having sex with someone, but there are some people that God never intended for you to be friends with because that person may have a bad motive or a hidden agenda. So I just have to say this disclaimer. So it's so important for us to recognize these type of things. Now, what else? What does an unhealthy ties look like? When you feel that you are the only one that, you know, they can be when, like I said, someone that try to isolate you from your family and friends, or you might be the one that's trying to isolate that person from family and friends, familiar territory. Uh, connections, they are not, first of all, one thing I always say, they are not your spouse. They are not your parents. And so when you see people trying to control you or whatever like that, hey, look here, that ain't cute. That's who they really are. You don't need to mess with them. Leave them alone. Like I said, not just in sex, but even within friendship. There are some people, they tie themselves up in unhealthy friendship. And one of the mistakes that, well, just because I'm friended to them, it's going to be reciprocated. They're going to be friended to me. That's not the case. You can be a great friend to them, but there's not guarantee that they're going to be a great friend to you. There are some people that the devil will send to hinder you and make, and look, take everything that God is trying to invest into you or God had invested into you. So we have to understand just because you might be friendly or you might try to be a good thing. I'm just trying to help. Listen, unless God told you to do it, don't do it. If God did not tell you to do it, then don't do it. Even if you have good intentions, just because you have good intentions to give, does not mean they're going to have good intentions to receive. Because you might give them. I'll give this good to a pick. You might give them the pick that's in your hand, but in turn, instead of them getting the pick, they might grab your whole hand and take you down. So we have to make sure that we are asking God and asking him to reveal, reveal that person's motive, and don't make a step, don't make a move until God responds and accept what God reveals. Also, when you defend that person's bad habit, when you defend that person's bad habit, you are contributing to their foolishness. That is unhealthy. It's almost like you, you I'm not going to say you give them grace, but you're being naive or you're being blind to that person's true character. Well, you know, we all make mistakes. Or, well, you know, look at those that know me and I always talk about, you know, me working in the jail and me just pertaining to just life, I see so many people, I see so many people give excuses for bad behavior. I see so many females come up there, they say that, you know, they're going to get ready to put a restraint on and they got a black eye, they eye, like they've been boxing with Mike Tyson. And then they come back, well, I just want to drop everything. Well, you know, they apologize or, you know, he was drunk or, you know, I, I, I should have cleaned up the house when he came home. Wake up and smell the burnt coffee. Quit making excuses for them. 
So, like I said, that's something I have to, I have to really just put it out there. Unhealthy soul ties, get this, unhealthy soul ties will drain the mess out of you. Unhealthy soul ties will drain you. Healthy friendship or healthy relationship is supposed to be, like I said, reciprocated. You know, there's a give, there's a take, there's an exchange. You know, it, it's like a well-armed machine. And like I said, this is not just pertaining to a courtship. This is a even just a regular friendship, bonding. It's supposed to be healthy. It's not supposed to be a person always taking, 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 taking. A person, every time you got to deal with the person, got to deal with the person. Look here, that's not no friendship. That's ministry. And ministry is not friendship and vice versa. So you have to understand that's who that person really is. So reading that, now, why do some people stay in bad relationships? And like I said, dating or just regular relationship? And like I said, when I said relationship, that also includes having an unhealthy relationship even with family. Listen, just because they're a family doesn't mean that you automatically have to give them your trust. One of the things I always tell people in relationship, trust must be earned. Trust is not given. Trust is earned. Why do people stay in an unhealthy relationship? This is some of the reasons. They don't know their worth, and some people may have low self-esteem. Some people have the fear of being alone. Some people, they try to make them, excuse me, try to make them somebody that they're not. Some people try to make other people something or somebody that they're not. See, one of the things I found out, like I said, especially me working at the jail, I found out that people have, people have, everybody have potential. Everybody has potential, but that does not mean that they're going to live up to it. And so you got to look at the reality. Like I said, just because they have, just because they have uh, uh, potential does not mean it's your responsibility to make sure that they learn up to it or go up to it. It's not your responsibility. I've seen so many people get dragged in the mud, so many people get used and abused, and they, well, you know, I was, excuse me, I was trying to do the work of the Lord. No, you wasn't. The work of the Lord told you to stay out the way. The work of the Lord told you, hey, mind your business. But now we went on our own feelings. Our own, well, I'm just trying. But also, I'm going to say it like this. Sometimes a person going on their own agenda because they trying to get something out the deal from somebody that, well, if I can help them, maybe they'll do this for me. Maybe, you know what? That's manipulation. We ain't got time for that. We look at we're grown folks, and like I said, I just like being honest and being real. So understand that unhealthy relationships is draining. It's it's toxic. You look, you will not be fulfilled because you're doing something that God is not telling you to do. And actually, that is a form of disobedience. You know, I don't care what your intentions were. What did God say? And that's 
That's what we got to base everything on. What did God say? And that's it. Also, some people, why they stay in bad relationships? Guilt trips. Some people being manipulated. Some people go on that, that oh, they're going to change. Some people just being blind. Some people just being naive. Some people not living in reality. And unfortunately, I don't care how you talk to them, they are always listening to other people that's going to co-sign for their foolishness. And as soon as you come and tell them the truth, they don't want to accept it. But that ain't your fault and that ain't your responsibility. You just tell them, hey, and leave it there. Uh, those judges said, hey, I'm going to drop a dime. You can pick it up if you want to. And that's the same attitude that we have to have. But we can love them and tell them the truth. But even with that, leave it as that. And, hey, don't kill yourself by trying to tell somebody or convince somebody what is good, what is healthy or not. Because ultimately, if it don't involve you, hey, you told them and that's it. But when they start coming to you, ask you for advice, or coming to you, ask you to somebody that's they trying to support that's unhealthy, then that's when you can get your information. Look here, wherever my money goes, that's where my advice goes. Wherever my time goes, that's where my advice goes. But if you ain't gonna listen to my if you ain't going to listen to my words, you sure ain't going to get my time. If you don't listen to my words, you sure ain't going to get my money. So that's some way, that's something you got to think about. But also, the other thing is, like I mentioned earlier, some people stay in a bad relationship because they're trying to get something out to deal. You know, they're trying to get something. There, there are some people, they'll stay even in a abusive or an unhealthy relationship with friendship or whatever, they get talked about, talk, look, drugged in the mud, all that stuff. And all they think about is, well, you know, uh, you know, they're they going to get paid or, you know, they, they're supposed to be getting this settlement. So they'll stay there. They'll take all that abuse, that verbal, emotional, even physical abuse for the almighty dollar. Now, we often hear people say, well, you know, money is the root of all evil. No, it ain't. It's the love of, and then in that context, money, the love of money. But if you can, you can substitute. It could be the love of this or the love of that. So understanding, putting things in its proper perspective. If somebody is staying there for the wrong motive or wrong agenda, that ain't healthy. <laughs> They're fooling themselves. So along with that, Another thing, why people, some people stay in unhealthy relationship, peer pressure, peer pressure. Some people feel like, well, you know, like I said, they can be in an unhealthy relationship, like I said, dating or non-dating, any type of relationship. And they look at, well, you know, uh, these couple right here, they've been married for 35 years. And, you know, we, you know, if we stay together, we'd be married 36 years, you know. So, and plus, I don't want to start all over. You know, um, I got time, you know, uh, everybody, I'm listening to everybody else, and they telling me to stay. They tell me to stay, but they're not the one being abused. Hmm. Another thing is time invested. So many people, I, I invested my time with this person. I spent my time, my energy. I deserve something out the deal. Well, it's not a guarantee that you're going to get something out the deal. 
Because if you're dealing with abuse and all that stuff, that person may take you out. And somebody else be enjoying <laughs> what you think you're going to get. No, no. But also, this is one of the things I have to say. Along with the peer pressure and time invested, this thing right here, some people say, why are you in that unhealthy relationship? Because I love them. What you love about them? Well, you know, they're, they're, real good per- they're really a good person. Yeah, but didn't he just cut you out? Well, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that because I love him. And you know what? We got that word love all wrong. What is the definition of love? One of the things I always say, if you can't trust them, hey, love and trust go hand in hand. You can't have a relationship with someone you don't trust. And also, with love, there is trust and there is respect. If they don't trust, look, if you don't trust them, if they don't respect you, if they don't honor you, why give them something that they're not giving you back? Oh, so maybe you're just afraid to move on. Some people say, well, I'd rather deal with the devil that I know than, to, than be by myself. So many people, they have a fear. They, they, they are traumatized being by themselves. They feel like being by themselves is a punishment. They feel like, some people feel like, well, you know, I got to have somebody. And not realizing God may have good intentions for you to have this person right here. But because you're dealing with this knucklehead right here, you end up selling for less than what God has for you. And that's male or female. So isn't it best to wait for the right one than to rush to the wrong one? Hmm. Something to think about. Now, let's talk about breaking those soul ties. Let's talk about breaking those soul ties. I'm going to get on here real quick. Let's talk about breaking those soul ties. Matter of fact, I see somebody I See somebody uh, right now. It says, uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, behavioral health at its best. Yeah. Yeah, so finally, 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 <laughs> getting a chance to tune in. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so think about this. Let's talk about breaking soul ties. Now we've identified now we're going to talk about breaking soul ties. The first thing, the first thing, fast and pray. I found this to be so informative. And this is me personally. Uh, if y'all don't mind me being transparent before we go into it. One of the things I ask God, I ask God to detach every unhealthy soul tie that, that I might have been with. Or they might have been with me. So that way I can hear from him. And also prepare myself for my future wife. And also be praying for my future wife's husband, me. And so what I found out, fasting and praying. Understanding that this is a spiritual, a spiritual battle. Mark 9, those who want to know my favorite scripture, my favorite scripture is Mark 9 and 29. But some things come by prayer and fasting. And when you deal with a spiritual warfare, not just praying, but fasting and praying is the key. Now, when you think about you feed your physical 
body, you feed your body, you feed, you fuel your body physically with proper food, rest, working out, exercise. But also after you work out, the resting part is when it grows. That's on the physical side. So food fuels your physical body. <clears throat> so now if we sit if we switch it from the physical being, turn the switch to the spiritual being or the spiritual body. If food, if natural food feeds your physical body, spiritual food speeds feeds your spiritual body. <clears throat> so now fasting and praying, meaning you reading God's word. And I, I give people this. And when you read God's word, read it out loud. That way you can hear it in your ear gates. So it can go into your spirit, man. <clears throat> so you saying it. So you're doing two things. You're saying it, but you're also hearing it. The Bible tells us, either has an ear, let us what? Let us hear. So you are saying you're proclaiming God's word, God's truth out of your own mouth. So you're doing that as well as you're hearing it and you're digesting it. So you doing that, that is one of the best things for you to do. When you're reading God's word, reading it out loud, when you're praying, praying out loud, when you're hearing songs, when you're singing, singing out loud. Like I said, you're saying it and you're hearing it. Now, along with you fasting and you reading God's word, you're saying God's word, when you're praying, you're praying out loud. I, I love to lay down prostrated and praying and talking to God, conversating with God, letting God know about him. Not so much about my problem, but I'm thinking about the problem solver because my problems are no match to the problem solver. So I'm talking about God and his nature, his attributes, all these things. As I'm talking to God and praying to God, also I'm listening to worship music, worship music. Now, there's a difference. There's a difference between to the style of of the different music that is out. There is praise. There is worship. There is inspirational music. Inspirational music is more so to let people know that people are, that whatever you're dealing with, there are people that are dealing with the same thing that you're dealing with, but they got out, or they're going to get out too. And this is me. <clears throat> if I'm in a hospital, I don't give a fat rat if there's another patient in the hospital. I want to talk to the doctor. And so when it comes down to worship, I love worship music. Worship is, see, you know, one thing about it, Praise, praise is fine and dandy, but worship, worship is focused on God. Worship is everything pertaining to God and allowing us to be able to just be in God's presence. Praise takes us up to God, but worship gets God down here in our presence. Worship is so important because, like I said, you're dealing with a spiritual battle, a stronghold, regardless of, like I said, regardless if it was a relationship with someone that you might have had sex with, or even an unhealthy friendship, or an unhealthy person that might have been in your circle. To get detached from that, fast and pray. So, worship, like I said, worship, worship, and understand this. 
the devil is fighting 24-7. So in order for you to combat that, you have to be on spiritual alert 24-7 too. That means, and this, this is what I've done. While I'm up, I'm listening to worship music. I'm praying. I'm speaking to God. I'm, I'm doing these things, fasting and praying. But when I'm resting and I'm asleep, that could be the opportunity to try to come in and the devil to rob everything that I had invested in my time when I was up. So what I do, I use this as an opportunity for me to not just sleep, but my sleep has a purpose and an assignment. That means I'm going to listen to some scriptures while I'm asleep, or I might listen to some sermons while I'm asleep. Because while I'm asleep, the devil would not have an opportunity to come in and rob me of God's word when I'm allowing God's word to come in and minister to me while I'm asleep. See, I can read the word of God while I'm up, but while I'm asleep, am I reading? No. Not true enough. I could be I could be praying before I go to sleep, but I want God to protect me while I'm asleep. I want to be ministered. I want my spirit. Spirit man to be fed while I'm asleep. So understand our physical body can get tired. Our physical body needs some sleep. But our soul and spirit does not sleep, does not die. So we want God to continue to feed us, to fuel us while we sleep. That's why it's so important. I tell people it's so important to make sure to be conscious of what you listen to, what you watch, even while you sleep. Because the devil can come in as an opportunity to put some stuff in you while you sleep. Some people go to sleep with the TV on. They might have been watching a show. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the night while they sleep, here comes some infomercial talking about some type of sexual vice or whatever like that. And in the middle of your sleep, you got the TV on and those infomercials are playing. And like I said, Sometimes I know I've been like this. I could be asleep and all of a sudden uh, I might have the radio on or the phone on or the TV on. It doesn't have to even, it don't have to have to be anything ungodly. <clears throat> but whatever is on while I'm asleep, it's like those things are in my dreams. It could be a song that could be playing, and the song could be playing while I'm asleep, and that song is incorporated in my dreams. So understand the same thing could apply to the things that are unlike God when the devil is trying to attack you while you sleep because he knows that you can't uh, you you can't get him or he can't get you while you're conscious. So if he can't get you while you're conscious, he'll deal with you or try to get you when you're unconscious. In other words, when you sleep. So you want 24-hour protection at all times. Matter of fact, some deodorant is 24 24 hour protection, but that's based upon somebody who may not be active. But when somebody that's very heavily active, that 24 hours is going to wear out. But understand, God can give you 24 hour protection if you use it. So fasting and praying, like I always say, feed yourself the things of God. Another thing, repent. Repent. Repent to God. And apologize to yourself. Repent to yourself. 
Apologize to yourself. Forgive yourself. Go to the mirror and apologize to that person who's in your mirror. True enough, we may have made some mistakes in the past, but you know what? Thank God for his grace and mercy. Thank God that he allowed you to even watch this show on tonight. Understand that sometimes the devil will try to beat us up to try to make us feel like, oh, well, you know, woe is me. No. Forgive yourself. Don't you know God want to forgive you, but he wants you to go to him. God wants you to go to him and forgive yourself. Ask him for forgiveness. Ask him for forgiveness, and he will forgive you. But also, he wants you to forgive yourself. And this is a little disclaimer also that I tell guys this. Now, it may be different for women because, number one, I'm a very protective person when it comes down to people. And I don't want any young lady to put themselves in harm's way that may get themselves in danger. But I would recommend to the guys, fellas, if you have done some ungodly things to some women, regardless if it was sexual or not, and God may be tugging on your heart, go to that young lady and apologize to her. You know, one of the things that I tell people, if you man enough to talk her out of her clothes, you're more of a man to talk her clothes back onto her. Clothe her with the love of God. Clothe her to let her know who she is in the eyesight of God. And you know what? You might have done something knowingly or unknowingly, but still, never be too proud to go to that person and say, you were wrong, you're sorry. And you know what? Even if they don't accept it, that's not the case. The main thing, you want to make sure you get it right with God and also the opportunity to get it right with someone else. So fast and pray and then repent. Also, I recommend this. I tell people, now this pertains to sex. If you've had any sexual encounters, I always recommend this. Go to the scene of the crime if possible. Why did I say that? Go to the scene of the crime if possible. Go to the scene of the crime because that act that happened was a spiritual crime. So go to the scene of the crime where the crime was committed and ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you. Now, go to the scene of the crime if possible. Go to the scene of the crime and not only repent or apologize, but also to renounce and denounce everything that you may have done or pledged allegiance to at that scene. Now, I found out there's a difference between renounce and denounce. While I'm while I'm talking, I'm going to look it up. The difference between renounce and unounce. Understand, now, when I looked it up, renounce is to commit to stop doing something or stop having something. But to renounce, on the other hand, is still a kind of announcement. It cannot be done without words. In other words, you're confessing that what you did was wrong. There was an act that may have there was an act that may have happened that you apologized for, you did wrong, and go on with your life. 
So go to the scene of the crime and ask God to forgive you. Go to the scene of the crime and ask God to forgive you. Ask God to help you to forgive yourself. And also in that place that it happened, you making sure that you, I'll say like this, when we have sexual intercourse, a part of us leave and we pick up on somebody else. So what you're doing, when you go to the scene of the crime, you are renouncing, you are putting, you're taking off what you picked up when you were there the last time and you asking God to give you a new you. You getting rid of the old person that you had and you picking up the new you, the forgiven you. <clears throat> so that's so important for us to do. Sometimes we don't think about that, but like I always say, going to the scene of the crime, you know, God forgive me. God, you know what? I acknowledge what I did was wrong, and I receive your forgiveness. Thank you for your forgiveness, and I thank you for coming and giving me another chance. You, you can keep on going. Also, if there were any gifts given to you, get rid of them. If there was any gifts that were given to you, and this is from, like I said, the people that you're trying to break away from. These are the people that you're trying to break away from. If there was get rid of them, give it back to them. You don't know what type of spirit or what type of agenda that might be attached to it. So get rid of it. And look here, even if they offer to you, just say, no, thank you. No, no, well, no, no, no. You got to be clear. The Bible tells us, let our yes be yes and our no be no. We got to be clear. We got to be direct. Forget about this, you know, uh, you know, uh, trying to uh, riddles and all this. No, no, we're grown folks. So any gifts, get rid of them. Such things symbolize the ungodly relationship, and it can hold a soul ties in place. If you're still friends or in a relationship and just now it's no longer an ungodly relationship, then, you know, you know, if it's like I say, if it's something that's healthy and it was, you know, mutual, it was respect, you know, that's one thing. But we talking about unhealthy. We talking about unhealthy things. Give that gift back. Also, I would still encourage people if you still hold on to it, some people they hold on to it because the hope of the possibility of being with that person, uh uh-uh, uh, get rid of it. Return the sender. Understand that when you get rid of anything that symbolizes an ungodly practice in a relationship, thoughts such as if the guy, um, let's just say, let's just say if a guy gave a girl a bra, a panties, or whatever I said, hey, you know what? Get rid of that. You can give it back. It doesn't matter. You know, you know stuff like that. Mm, you know, that was the old you. This is the new you. So, hey, get rid of that. You can give it back, whatever, you know. Also, this is something that it may seem small to some people, but this is so important. And breaking an unhealthy relationship, excuse me, and breaking soul ties once and for all from that person. Get this. Make sure that you eat and monitor a healthy diet for your physical body and your state of mind. Why do I say that? Don't you know when you're malnourished, you don't think 
You don't think rationally. You don't think properly. So many people, so many people, if you look at cults, if you look at cults, if you look at uh, human trafficking, what I found out, a lot of those people that put people in sex trafficking, they make them malnourished so that way they can control their mind. That way that person don't think right. They don't think. They begin to be dependent upon someone you know, just to even think, just to even function or to operate. But you got to eat. You got to eat. Take your vitamins. Go get a physical. Get a checkup. Make sure, even give some blood to make sure that, you know, all your nutrients are, are good. If you're malnourished with something, hey, ask, God, ask the doctors what, you know, what you need to take, what you, what you need to work on, and work on your physical being. You'd be surprised eating a healthy diet and getting proper rest. It helps you to think properly. It helps you to be able to even just function beyond function, but have an abundant life. So it's so important for you to eat, eat healthy and monitor a healthy diet. to diet for your health, for your physical being and your state of mind. Also, as we get ready to wrap this up, if you want to avoid bad soul ties or strong ties, you have to understand who God is. Understand who God is. Understand who he is. And then also understand who you are in him. Understand who you are in him. And also learn the new you. Learn the new you. Understand what real love is. Understand what real love is and what a healthy relationship is. Also, create healthy boundaries for others and also for yourself. You have to make sure that you start doing better. There's an old saying, when you know better, you do better. So you have to make sure that you do those things to make sure that you put boundaries for yourself, for your benefit. For Look, so many people, they think about the best interests of others, but it's time you start thinking about yourself. That doesn't mean that, you know, you know uh, uh, you're doing anything ungodly. No, God would just be a good steward. And so you have to be more responsible with the temple that God has given you. You have to be more responsible. Also understand, along with understanding what true love is and what true love ain't. Understand what a health relationship is. So many people, they're so used to a toxic relationship. Normalcy is abnormal to them. So many people, they're so used to being in a a toxic relationship, or even friendship. They feel like, you know, if someone say, hey, how you doing? Uh-oh, uh-oh, wait a minute. that's creepy. That, that creeps me out. No, you need to be rehabilitated. It is nothing wrong with seeing a professional counselor. I recommend this to people. That doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That doesn't mean that you ain't, you, you're down in God. No, God help professional people out there. That's their, that's their 
uh, um, that's their position. That's their career. If you feel like God doesn't use doctors, well, let's look at the book of Luke. Oh, let's go to another one, the book of Acts. Acts was written for, Acts was written by a Luke. Dr. Luke was a doctor. And we ain't talking about Luke, Luther Campbell. No, we talking about Luke in the Bible. He was a physician. So, along with having those healthy boundaries, like I said, not only to make sure that people respect your boundaries, but also you establish the boundaries so that way you you hold yourself responsible. You create it for yourself too. Another thing, this one is the last thing I'll say. Ooh, this might be a little hard one. Get an accountability partner or an accountability community. You know, when you start feeling vulnerable, when you feel like, oh, I feel like calling this person. I want to reach out to that person. You got somebody that's responsible, somebody that's going to speak the word of God, somebody that's going to be honest with you and speak truth to you. For you to be able to just be transparent with them and say, you know what, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling vulnerable. You know, this person right here, I'm feeling so weak. Normally, I would go ahead and call them and ask them do they want a Netflix and chill. But I'm calling you to let you know how I really feel. I need some help. And that person will come and give you a script to talk to you. Just conversate with you, let you know, hey, man, look here. Let me tell you something. First and foremost, you as a young man, yeah, society may tell you that it's all right for you to have one night stands and just, you know, sleep with this person, sleep with that person. But I want you to understand it's more to you than just a sex partner. It's more to you to just be considered just a piece of meat. No, it's more to you that you're a person with purpose. And the devil knows that God has a purpose and assignment for you. So what he's trying to do, he's trying to distract you with these fleshly desires out of God's timing. See, I have to put that in there because nothing wrong with sex. Nothing wrong with sex within marriage. You get it? God made sex for married couple to enjoy each other. But God wants us to choose better in who we date than may potentially marry. But you just can't have sex with someone and they just expect, oh, well, you know, God understands. Look here, you intermingling with the wrong person may be distracting you from being with the right person. Or you, quote, unquote, having a uh, friends with benefit relationship with this person and you just trying to just kill some time and you know what you're doing? What happened? You get that person pregnant. What happened? They get you pregnant. Or what happened? You give that person a venereal disease. What happened in the midst of you having your fun with your friend? Now, when you ready to move on, this person has feelings for you, and now you've broken and violated that person's trust. Think about this. That friend you just having friends with benefits with, now you're in a relationship, and you want to introduce your new love interest 
to your friends. Nothing wrong with that. But just imagine you having to look at your girl in the eyes to let her know, hey, this is my friend Susan. And, you know, Susan's going to be looking because, you know, now she feel a certain way because she used to be with you, but there was no commitment. And now she sees someone that won the race that she didn't even know she was in. And now what if your new mate asks you, were you ever, were you ever involved with her? What you going to tell her? See? It's so much mess can be created when we do things outside of God's will. It ain't necessary. But when it comes down to that accountability partner or accountability community, put people in place that's going to be there to support you, that's not going to judge you, that's not going to look down upon you when you're being honest and transparent. And also get somebody that's going to listen to you. Hmm. So this is some of the things, you know, just kind of brought up for us to do, for us to be able to finally get that freedom that we asking God for, pretending to break in those soul ties and strong ties. Matter of fact, I see someone on the air right now. I'm going to get ready to chime them in. Let me see if I can get them on. Give me a few seconds. Matter of fact, get them on right now. Here he come. Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect Moha Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm well, and how are you? Doing well, doing well, doing well. I'm glad that you're here, and uh, you're welcome to uh, share with us whatever Lord lay upon your heart. Well, I, I, I'm just going to be short. Is that, you know, thank God for you, and Thank God for your ministry and for bringing these things out because it's so important that in the church we understand these things and, and understand how God's words apply to uh, those things that one thing we need to understand, how to be practical with God's words and understand application. And so uh, with these words I in this lesson that you brought tonight, I hope that somebody's heart has uh, – it's being pricked right now and being convicted, uh, and uh, and hope that in going forward is that they understand where they've made mistakes, as you said. Forgive yourself. If you ask God to forgive you, God will forgive you and forgive yourself and move forward because you have to understand that each day God is giving us new mercies. And so we accept those new mercies that God is giving us every day. Every day when we say new mercies means it's fresh. Every day with God is going to be fresh. And so let us accept uh, the freshness that God has given us each day through his word. And when we do that, then we can be the people that God has called. And as you say, too, that our sisters today help them to understand is that God has made you with value and worth. And you don't ever give that away, okay? And so you hold on to that. You maintain that because a lot of times, women don't realize and understand their worth and their value and understand that they are loved God by God. They're precious in God's eyesight. They are God's treasure. And so likewise, we as men, hopefully, we treat them the way that God sees them, okay? And so I, with that, I'm done. 
I thank you so much. Uh-oh. I thank you for your words, and it is it is so needed, and um, and especially even appreciate the ministry that you have. And, um, you know, we're – you know, we are our brothers and our sisters keeper. And sometimes when it comes down to uh, topics like this, people are looking for these type of topics. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say all churches, but sometimes some of the churches, um, we feel that we can't talk about it because it may influence people to go ahead and have sex outside of marriage, casual sex. But in actuality, people are looking for how to live this Christian life. And Mm -hmm. if we don't address it, sometimes people may feel that, well, God doesn't care, or maybe the church doesn't care because they're not addressing our specific needs or issues. Mm -hmm. And so with, with, with information like this, it helps us to understand how much God really loves us. And he does care about (laughs) aspects of our life, you know? So so Mm -hmm. I I really appreciate you. Appreciate you. God bless you. All right, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I thank God for, you know, just this opportunity for us to come together, for us to be able to really just talk about the issues that, you know, maybe might have been some, you know, answers that might have been um, revealed to you. And also, like I said, even to help you to be able to really look at, you know, what you can live beyond you know, those soul ties, you know, this, just because you made a mistake does not mean that that's the end of it. God can break any and everything. The God I serve. Now, there may be some people that say, well, you know, I, I don't think God can do it. Hey, look here. That, I ain't going to even say that's your God. No. The God of the Bible can do any and everything, but he wants us to come to him and be real with us. You know, he wants us to be real for him, for us to let him know, you know what, God, this is a struggle. This is a this is a struggle. I'm, you know, I'm I'm having a problem with. And like I said, be honest with God. Tell God, look here. If you feel vulnerable, if you feel lonely, if you feel all these things, God wants to hear about it. So don't ever feel like, well, it's too embarrassing. No, you know what? If I'm itching somewhere and I need to go to the hospital, I don't give a fat rat. How many people in the in the hospital room? If I'm itching and I got a scratch and it seemed like, you know, like when I had chicken pox when I was a kid, I was scratching everywhere. I wasn't embarrassed. We can't be embarrassed to get some help from God. And so this one of the things that I want us to be able to just real this go to God, just be real and be honest. And also, like I said, you know, is here for all of us. And there were some periods in our life we all need help. Don't ever feel like, well, you know what, that person may have arrived. Don't ever feel like because you may see somebody behind a pool pit that they've never been through the pit. No, 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 no. You know, I tell people all the time, those that know me, I believe in being real and being transparent. I don't mind. I don't care what anybody may say or think. My thing is, before there's any rumor, if you want to know something, just ask me. I'll tell you. I, look here. Those that know me, and I've always been like this all my life. I don't mind telling for myself. But I'll tell you this. I'm telling you what God did for me specifically. Years ago, years ago, I told God I told God I wanted him to be real in my life. I wanted him to be real, and I. And this is what I did. This is what I did. I was very transparent, and I went to my 
first lady, and I can talk to her because, number one, she was like a mother figure, but also she is my aunt. So it's not like some females I'm trying to just hit on this the first lady. No, 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 no. This was my aunt. So years ago, this is over, shucks, uh, maybe 25 years ago, I went to my first lady, and I told her I want her to fast and pray with me. I was fast and praying, but I said, I want you to pray with me. You don't have to pray for me. I want an agreement. I want somebody that I can trust, and I wanted God to reveal, number one, the particular relationship I was in, if this was the right one, for him to work everything out. But if this was the wrong one, I wanted God to take the taste of her out of my mouth. Because I was uncertain, but I knew that there were some things that were unlike God. And so what I did, I repented to God, and I told off of myself. I told, yes, I told the first lady, yes, I I had sex, uh, uh, I fornicated, I had sex outside of, I wasn't married at the time, but uh, I had sex, and I was not married. And I'm not, look here, I wasn't even talking about the other young lady. My issue, my concern, but not even by her. And you know what? Yeah, I had sex with her, but me growing up in church and me knowing better, God was going to hold me responsible. So I wanted to be right before God. I wanted to be right before God. So I told her everything, and I said, I'm believing that God's going to do it, and I'm not going to have sex outside of marriage. I'm not going to do it. I'm giving everything to God. I surrender my will and my way to him. So we prayed, and the next morning, it don't take God long to move. The next morning, it was like a whole new day. It was like everything was just bright. And it so happened, my phone rung. I let that call ID, and it was her. It was her. And I felt nauseated. I felt nauseated. Well, fast forward. Sometime later, the relationship ended. And this is what I told God. Now, God, well, actually, this is what God told me. Now, I want you to take off a week. I want you to have your vacation. I want you to lay prostrate. I want you to be before me. I want you to fast and pray and be before me because I want to teach you how to be a man. And I'm not just talking about a man because you have a penis. And a, no, no, no. We're talking about a man of God. So what I did for that whole week, I took off. I didn't tell anybody. I was living by myself at the time. I was fasting and praying. I was talking to God, just like some of the things I had uh, shared with y'all earlier about worship and, uh, you know, stud- not reading the Bible. Forget reading the Bible. Studying the Bible. I mean, really looking at everything what God's Word said and applying it to my life, believing what God's Word said and talking to him about it, meditating day and night, all these things. I did those things. I did that for a whole week. And then the next week, God told me, now go to work, but, you know, still do the same thing, still do the same thing. And during that time, that's when he told me to look in the mirror and told me to look in the mirror and say, I love you. And, you know, I thought that was going to be easy because that's what I was used to, you know, saying to a young lady. It mean it. You know, I was always, you know, very sincere. But I looked in the mirror and the word that I was used to saying that I could say to a young lady and mean it, I looked in the mirror, I couldn't even say it to myself. 
I couldn't even say I love you to the dude that loves. I couldn't say it to myself. And I tried to say it, and for 45 minutes, I looked in the mirror, and all I could do, tears coming out of my eyes. Because I never believe in saying something I don't believe. But I couldn't say the words, I love you, because I didn't believe it, because I didn't love myself. And God told me, I want you to say it. Fight to say it. Fight to say it. Do it. You can do it. I'm there with you. And it took me 45 minutes, and I finally said, I love you, and I felt so nauseated because I didn't believe it. And God told me, I want you to say it every day. I want you to say it every day until you believe it. I want you to say it and mean it. And now, shoot, I can look in the mirror and say, man, you're a great guy. Man, God has made somebody awesome. I can say it and mean it because I understand what the love of God is. And I realize now what the devil is trying to blind me from because, you know, I understand that there are some guys that like to just have sex with girls and mean nothing. But then there are some girls or young ladies that they're looking for love and they feel like they can just express themselves to a guy physically and that's going to make them love them. That's going to make him love you. I understand that. Well, I know there are some females that are like that, but you talking to a dude that was like that, maybe if, maybe she'll love me, you know, if I sleep with her or if I buy her something. Maybe she'll love me. Maybe she will. And boy, was I wrong. I was seeking for love. I was trying to, I was getting the approval of others. And also, I was that dude. If I was liking a girl, even if she talked to me crazy, I still, I still would stick with her. If she was disrespecting me, yet if she was, if she was abusive to me, I would have done, I would have stayed. Because I realized I didn't love myself. Look, I had a stronghold on me. Yes, this might be my first time admitting and acknowledging, yes, I had a stronghold. I had a stronghold, lack of love. But I'm telling you what God can do. Look at me now. I don't look like what I've been through. You know why? Because I gave everything to God, and I gave myself over to God completely. And now I can tell people what God can do. By what I read, I'm talking about from personal experience. So now I can tell you, and you know what? Not only me being cool with me being by myself or not in a relationship, but I can tell people I can have fun with me. I love me. I appreciate me. And now that I appreciate me and I appreciate God's creation, now I can be able to make sure that I receive the same thing and don't have to settle for less than what God has for me. Now those young ladies that might have been disrespectful, now I don't have to entertain that. There are some, yeah, there are some I know, they want me to have a relationship with them, but I know that they ain't the right one for me. Because I understand the purpose and the assignment God has for me. You need to understand the purpose and the assignment God has for you. Don't you know, yeah, you made some mistakes in the past, but that doesn't have to define your present nor your future. God defines it, and God can't refine you. So ask God to allow you to know the real you. But in order for you to know the real you, you got to know the real him. You got to know who he really is and know that he wants a relationship with Y-O-U. 
So don't let anything or anybody stop you from receiving that gift that God has for you, that grace, that mercy. God's unfailing love, God's unfailing love, God's undying love for you. And just in case you may be watching or listening, you may not be saved. And you asking, what must you do to be saved? Do you have to wait till next Sunday to be in church? No, 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 no. You can accept Jesus Christ in your life right now. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Don't you know right now? God can save, deliver you, and set you free and break every chain, every yoke that the devil tried to put before you. And yeah, yeah, no matter what your past was, no matter what your past was, you still have an opportunity to get it right before God. Behind the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we first of all, God, tell you, God, thank you right now, God. Thank you for being a gracious God. Thank you, Lord, for being a committable God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. God, we ask you to forgive us if there's anything that's in us that's not like you, God. We ask you, God, to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak it right now, God. Every unhealthy soul tie, every unhealthy chain, every unhealthy relationship, every toxic relationship that we may have partaked in, God. God, we speak, God, that you break it right now, that you sever every unhealthy relationship, every unhealthy soul tie right now in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you sever it right now, God, and help us, God, to be able to identify, God, so that way we won't go back right now. God, we know, God, even when we leave something or when the devil tries to leave the devil trying to come back even sometime more so god help us god to recognize god and not entertain god not even allow a footstool that the devil try to come back into right now in the name of jesus god we ask you to help us god to forgive ourselves god as we seek forgiveness from you god help us god to forgive ourselves god and we thank you lord for helping us god to forgive ourselves and we thank you lord for forgiving us right now god in the name of jesus lord we speak it right now god Every unhealthy relationship, God, we're speaking, God, that you break those chains that seem unbreakable, God. Those chains, no matter how long it's been, even if it's rust on there, God, help us, God, to break it, God. But most importantly, God, give it to you right now, God. And help us, God, to examine every relationship, God. Take inventory of every relationship, every friendship that we are in or that we've been in, God. And we're speaking, God, that you detox right now, God. Detox our mind, detox our spirit, man. Detox our purpose from every soul ties and stronghold that you do not authorize right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stand for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for victory, God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us our identity, God. Helping us, God, to see your identity, God. Thank you, Lord, for the spiritual growth, God, for another chance, God. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you have imparted into us, God. God, we thank you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Those who may need healing, God, heal their bodies right now, God. Heal their mind, God. Heal their broken heart, God. Heal every from every disappointment right now that, the, that we have experienced right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak, God, that you help us, God, to Use it as a ministering tool, God, to let people know, God, what you can do, God. Help people, God, to even get into healthy relationships right now, God. And help us, God, to be aware of toxic relationships, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, 
We're bringing healing to the body, God. Healing to the minds, God. Healing to the soul right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're thinking of a healing, God. Those who may be in the hospital room, God. God, we're thinking of for your healing, God. Thank you, Lord, for your virtues, God, that you have imparted to us, God, to bring healing to hold of them, to draw us closer to you, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we even speak right now, God, that you trust and bereave them and comfort them right now, God. Be with them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, those that are grieving, God, even those who may have to travel right now, God. We speaking right now, God, that you help them, God. We even speaking right now, God. Even even uh, in in Phoenix right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you touch touch in that hospital room right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you touch in that ER in the, in that ICU right now, God. Bring healing to wholeness right now, God. In the name of Jesus, I'll be speaking against every inflammation right now, every mucus that's in them lungs, God. We speaking, God, that you clear the lungs right now, God. And God, we speaking right now, God, that you clear the mind right now, God. Any episode that the devil try to put forth in seizures, we bind that. Send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking right now, God. Even others who are in the hospital room, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now, God. From the crown of their head to the sole of their feet right now. In the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God. We thank you right now, God, for what you're about to do, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimonies that are coming from this, God. We even thank you, Lord, for the marriages that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the reconciliation that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the community that's built through this and because of this right now, God. Most importantly, because of you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who are tuning in. If you want to get in contact with me, you can get in contact with me. I'm Brother Prater, B-R-O. T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. You can catch me um, on Facebook. You can see my daily devotions and also my videos. Also, for those who may not even want to use book, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brother, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A, Tears and Tom, E-R. You will see my daily devotion and also my videos, as well as a calendar showing uh, my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities towards their children, their children, mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also, we talk to the women to let them know the needs of men and also um, how to be able to identify the qualities of a potential future husband or qualities to present or future um, fathers to children. Also, for those who may be interested, you can purchase my uh, latest book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This is the book uh, speaking about the relationship between my sister and I, Sheila Prater, who was tragically killed by uh, within domestic violence. You know, um, you know, even with this, I would say this. Um, you know, even just thinking about um, this particular topic, little did I know that the same night I spoke about soul ties and strongholds. I'm sorry, strongholds. Little did I know that was March the third of 2019. Little did I know that Sunday night, as I was speaking about strongholds, I did not know that my sister was laid up dead because of an unhealthy relationship, because of someone who 
you know, I'll just say this. Someone that was in a relationship with my sister that should never been with. And so if you want to know why I do what I do, I do it because I love God and I love God's people. And so just in case you may be watching, don't ever feel like, well, you know, um, that person will never hurt me. That person will never do anything to me. You never can determine what somebody else may do. You can never determine someone else's actions. First of all, you ain't God. And never underestimate somebody. You don't know when the devil gets into people, you don't know what they may do. Even, yes, they may even do it towards you. And so every time I look at this picture, every time I look at the pictures with my sister, I can't do anything right now because she's no longer with us. But one thing I can do, I can't continue to give the message because I may reach you. And I'm not just talking to the ladies to try to let you understand about the severity of being being careful who you choose in your relationship. But I may be talking to those guys who may be the abuser. I may be talking to the guys that are being abused. Understand, when it comes down to a relationship, regardless if it's uh, dating or friendship, Always consult with God to make sure that it's someone that he authorized. And if they don't get God's approval, you don't give them your approval. So with that being said, I hope and pray that there was something that was said that might be able to help you along this way. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.